We began the journey last night by, by discussing home. Just come home. And home is the, is the thing that we keep coming back to in a sense, as I said last night, that even on a psychoanalytic or an inner plane, we keep coming back to the place of, of that which is unresolved. That's a rule in creation. It's a rule that things that need to be resolved won't go away. And in so many ways, in this morning's reading, which will be all about the Yom Kippur ritual, what the, the high priest would do in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle, in order to make it pure. Again, another home. Cleaning up the house. The Mishkan, the tabernacle, that portable prayer tent that we had in the desert was about cleaning up your house. And poignantly, every single Yom Kippur, every single Yom Kippur, we come back to one of the great traumas in the Torah. Achrei mos shnei There's a pain in the psyche of the Torah. There's a painful place here in the Torah that wants to be opened. Achrei mos shnei is a story of the two innocent children of Aaron who were taken unexpectedly. What did they do? They came to God to bring their passion. They brought their love. They brought an alien fire. No one knows. And those who say they know, don't know. I'm serious. That's not funny. It's not funny. Because there's, there is ink that is spilled over and over again in the last 2,000 years to try to explain what they did. And after, in the end of all of it, in the end of all of it, the Hasidic masters and those who are real theologians said, there's nothing here. We can contextualize and say that in that period of Jewish history, that to enter into the sanctum, into the Holy of Holies, without the proper preparation, okay. But really? Really? It's not enough. And so we enter over and over again. We keep coming back every Yom Kippur to try to touch this pain, to try to soften it a little bit. Maybe this year, maybe this year we might not understand it, but maybe we'll be able to live with it, you know, because we don't know. And so much of Yom Kippur is I know. I know what I did wrong, and I know what God's going to give me, and then we go out into the world and we don't know. And that's why, everybody, I want you to know something. That as high as Yom Kippur is, I hope every one of you will be here for Purim. Because the Zohar says that Purim is much higher than Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is Kippurim. It's only like Purim. Because on Yom Kippur we say we know, but on Purim we say I have no idea. <laughs> and I have no idea is a bigger, bigger statement than saying I know. I'm o I always know when I'm in the presence of somebody who has a very strong ego because they can, those words come out very quickly. They slide out. They say, oh, I don't know. They say, oh, you're strong. I always know when I can smell somebody who's got a really deep place where they don't really know, and they say, oh, I know. 
So we don't know. So in Roman, we have these group aliyot. So the first and seventh aliyah, the first and seventh reading this morning, I will ask all of you, if you feel called to what I'm going to offer as the intention of the reading, to please stand in your place or to make your way to the wall. That will be the easiest way for us to do a group aliyah on, with a very small stage. And so this morning's aliyah, the first aliyah, loss in life, Re-entering or revisiting sites where there is painful history is part and parcel of what Yom Kippur is all about. Healing disappointments and pains is an inevitable part of tshuva. We may ask, if death, why life? If horror, what allows us to move beyond our vulnerabilities and exposure to the indeterminacy of life? The entire Yom Kippur drama is a kind of yizkur service. This reading this morning is a kind of yizker in the Torah, a service that arises as a response and in the aftermath of a trauma, the death of these two children. And the answer to this, intru- this tragic intrusion is the entire process of what is called kapara, purification. We may ask, and especially on Yom Kippur, why bother to seek atonement for our sins? Why even bother? Why bother to seek kapara? In fact, it is exactly the same question, namely, can the consequences of our behavior, good or bad, ever really be effaced? Ever really be wiped away? Can they ever really be swept clean? And the answer is, of course not. Every time the famous butterfly of uncertainty flaps its wings in China, It sets off an ineluctable chain of events, hurricanes and tornadoes, the reformation of the continents, and so on and so forth until the end of time. No action can ever be undone, nor its consequences ever effaced. So what are we doing here on Yom Kippur? Why do we submit ourselves to this yearly ritual of self-abnegation? Why even bother to ask anyone for forgiveness? The word kapara in Hebrew, atonement, really means a covering over. The idea is not that atonement erases. It can't. Those things will always be there along with everything else we and everyone ever did. An endless and indissoluble concatenation of cause and effect, stretching back to the beginning of time and reaching forward to its end as well. When we make atonement kapara, we are covering over our wrongdoings with a will to behave differently. That's what we're laying over the top. We cover over our sins with a will to begin again, with a will to go forward, with a will to use that as a springboard towards what's next. It doesn't efface the previous behavior, but it may redeem it. More importantly, it allows us to move on and let go of the past. And so this morning, we're going to read that after Aaron's children were killed, God says to Aaron, go back into the Holy of Holies. Go back into that place of pain. And I will appear to you from above 
the kaporet. From above the covering, kapara, the kaporet. God appears above the place of the wound as an invitation to move forward, as an invitation to take this energy and redeem what went on. This aliyah this morning is an aliyah of healing. I invite all of you who are here this morning who need to be able to find God's spirit, the spirit of love, the spirit of courage that hovers above the place of the wound, the place of something that is so hard to release. If that is a place that you recognize this morning, I call you forward for this first aliyah, for Acharei Mos Shnei Aharon.